live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on February 20th, 2020. There are hundreds of teachers around this country right now trying to get their, their, their students to pay attention. So they're engaging them right now and saying, look at the date you just wrote on your paper and, uh, you know, tell me the next time that sort of number sequence is going to happen, huh? I mean, how peculiar, how unique, how interesting is that? Kids are like, yeah, 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 whatever, I'm on Snapchat, you know, looking at how Pop Smoke died, the rapper. Which, boy, that that's something else, huh? I, I never heard of the rapper in my life. He's 20 years old, so why should I know who he is? But, I mean, Instagramming uh, your address and talking about how you're a crip and then people just come and murder you. I mean, that's that's a tough way to go. It really is. Uh, yeah, listen to the show. iTunes, TuneIn, Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Spot. No, not Spot. Uh, Podbean. Pod, yeah, all that. Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. So here we are, another week, another week, another podcast, another introduction of myself and just saying hello. How, how's everything going? We got, a, we got a good beer here. Well, so far, well, not so far. You either like a beer in the beginning or you don't, Brian. It's not really uh, something that you, you get. Through. Actually, I'm three-fourths away now. Now I don't like it. It's called Shadow of a Doubt. Uh, it's, a, it's a porter. It's, uh, let's see. 9.6 in the alcohol ranks. Let, let, let's get fucking crazy, huh? Let, let's get crazy. And this is from Russian River Brewing, which also brews Pliny the Elder and Pliny the Younger, which I've never had. I will have one of these days, but this is a good beer. I'm not usually a dark beer guy, and I don't know what possessed me to get this today, but I just want to try something different, so why not, huh? So we got some topics to talk about, right? Why not? First of all, we start with the most important thing, and that's me. So... Uh, you know, I talked about how my hair was falling out maybe a while ago and it turns out my hair wasn't falling out and I'm just crazy. Uh, however, there is an indication of me getting old right now. And I'll tell you, I'm approaching that, uh, that big number. Yeah. That, 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 that big one that everyone stresses about. I don't even want to say it. Uh, but all of a sudden my hips hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Laugh it up. Everyone laugh. And you know, some of you are laughing. You're saying, oh, my hips hurt too. It's just funny hearing him say it. Yeah, they, they, they hurt. They, they feel better now. But I'll tell you, for like two weeks, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm turning into Ichiro. I am stretching nonstop. It has nothing to do with physical activity. I am stretching. I am stretching. You know? So it, it's just a lot of stretching. I mean, seriously. Looking up, strengthening my hips, all sorts of, you know, just stuff that, because for a while, I, 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 those few weeks, I was doing it. And I was still hurting, and I'm just like, all right, so this is what Mick Jagger means when he's, what a drag it is getting old. I mean, here it is. I'm, and I, it was even worse is I was just starting to like kind of live with the pain. I'm like, so this is what everyone talks about. It's like, oh, it, it's, yeah, getting old is not fun. It is, it is not. So I'm just sort of like resigning to the fact, and I keep stepping on some part near the microphone here, but it keeps making noise. Okay, anyways. But, uh, I'm, I'm happy to say I'm feeling better, but yeah, I, I have a feeling that's part of uh, my future and I don't like it. I don't want a hip replacement. I don't want anything like, didn't Dick Shap die of a hip replacement? I think it was actually complications, but still, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but that, that's me getting old. So, but let's, let's, let's jump into, uh, you know, what everyone's talking about. Uh, well, we, we could go one way the Houston Astros, we could start with the debate. But uh, I, I like to start with the debates uh, and, and Michael Bloomberg's entrance into the fray. You know, you look at that stage last night, and I don't think any of them would beat Donald Trump. I mean, 
look at any of those people. Do any of them encourage any inspiration to independent voters? Because that's what people don't understand. Like people continue to not stupid idiots on Twitter who say the same things over and over again. Are obviously stumped for their person. Don't seem to understand. You have to come together. And I understand Donald Trump's a different person and whatnot, but like you're you're going farther to the extreme. Like, oh, Bernie's going to win. Bernie's going to the exact extreme side. I, I don't see that happening. It, it, and I'm telling, and I say this a million times. I said this to my wife the other day. Who are the historic, you know, historically, who are the people that go out to vote? Older people. And if you are older, if you are over the age of 65 and you are voting for Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren on a lesser extent, you should be you should be institutionalized. You should have an authorized representative because you can't handle your own affairs. You need a power of attorney, power of estate, all that shit because you don't know what the hell you're doing. You don't want that guy in there. Bernie Sanders is – I've never seen a guy that's I, – I respect more, but I would never vote for him in a million years. He's, he's, he's also just a miserable guy. Uh, and, and Elizabeth Warren, which, you know, I flip-flopped on her. I, I kind of – I never actually – really liked her. I just thought that she was a a viable candidate. I mean, she won't be around much longer, but you know, I am so sick of her stories and, and listen, they all do the stories. It's amazing how they, they all, you know, when I was out I was here and I, I met a family out there in Reno and, and they told me, it's just like all these stories. I I, I bet you most of them are horseshit. I want to see the ones, if those are the stories that make the debate, so I want to see the ones that don't make it. Like Biden and his crew, like, go up to somebody and they're just like, Mr. Biden, my, 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 my husband, you know, he, we just don't have the money. Okay, good. Why don't you have the money? Uh, well, he, he, he doesn't like, you know, he lost his position at his job. Okay, good, good. What's the problem there? Well, you know, he, we have all these student loans and all right, all right, okay, yeah, all right, keep going. Well, he actually quit the job because he thought he was, oh, gee, you're not worth it. Get out of here. I'm looking for someone really down there. Look, you, get over here. Tell me about your, your kids and how they're disabled and how you work at the mill every day and all that shit, right? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Elizabeth Warren telling that story. <laughs> telling the story. This is, these are the two things with Elizabeth Warren. Here is, it's either complete horse shit or she's a monster. She talks about a college student who came up to her, you know, meager, like, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I'm thinking some, something looking like Cinderella and, and when, not, not when she's Cinderella, but when she's the, you know, washing the floors and whatnot. Uh, I'm thinking of the kids. What, what's the one where they, that, that more please, like something like that. And just like, hi, I'm, uh, I, I really want to contribute to your campaign. I only have $6 though. I don't know how much of that can make a difference. I only have $6 in my name. So I'm going to contribute three. And you know what? She, she gave me $3 and that, I thought that was really big courage. So either the most likely that story never fucking happened. Okay. But second of all, let's say it did happen. You took $3 from a college student or any, I forget the kid was in college. doesn't matter. You took $3. You took 50% of someone's meager income. That's not something I'd want to be telling people that that sounds, that sounds like something Trump would do. And I like, I mean, again, all these people have stories for the debates. And I met this family and oh, a little person, a little person, <laughs> a woman told me, you know, and they, and they said, you, you really, blah, 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 blah. You really stump for me and fight for me. Trump doesn't do any of that shit. He, he forget it. You know, when he talks, he talks in grandiose fashion. You know, everyone loves me. Everyone. I talk to everyone. They say the same thing. You're great. I wonder if he, he doesn't have time to talk to people. Oh yeah. Yeah. T- tell me, tell me about, you know, tell me about the work at the factory. Yeah. 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 That's nice. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. You love me. Everyone loves me. And Elizabeth Warren, I mean, even if I did find her to be an attractive and viable candidate, 
the the and I understand why she does it because as many times as I said, whatever the topic on this podcast, when we talk about the entire scope of the population of this country and possibly the world, but I'm just going to say this country itself, most people are idiots. Most people are simple and stupid. So she gets into this folksy talk with my mama and my papa and just. It, it is the most phony, contrived garbage you've ever heard. She makes it seem as if she's on the back of a wagon going west or something. Like she was on Little House on the Prairie. I mean, stop it. Stop with this mama and papa stuff. Like she's on the Oregon Trail. You've been living in Massachusetts collecting $300,000 as, as a professor for the last, what, 30, 40 years. This whole mama, papa, oh yeah, that's how we did it. And, and we had all these shit. And it, it, it's all contrived horseshit. <laughs> it's so bad. We get to Bloomberg, though, and I'll tell you, I know he got bad reviews, and I did not see most of the debate, so uh, the same time me trying to tell you about the debate. I did not see most of it. I probably saw about the last uh, 45 minutes or so, and yeah, he got, he got his ass stomped by Elizabeth Warren. I mean, everyone's throwing roses at her. She didn't do anything great for herself. All she did was just shit on Bloomberg, and everyone's like, yeah, you go, girl, slay queen, but he did not do well, but I think his strategy, and, and somebody said this to me on Twitter, I think Jay Forma. On Twitter, I don't know if that's the full name, but I'm not going to look it up. He said, I think it worked out great for him. Let all these guys and girls uh, get the bullets out of their gun. You know, just let them fire everything. Get, throw everything in the kitchen sink on the table right now. Go back to your team, regroup, and be better. Now, he is a stale bore. He is, he is Donald Trump, but just with no personality. I mean, you think about it. We've, all the illusions are there. There is there, the comparisons, I should say. He's a rich billionaire from New York. Rich billionaires from New York, flip-flop parties, treated women and minorities in many poor situations. Both flip-flop on their, uh, they treat other people like shit. Both flip-flop about their taxes. But, you know, Trump, I despise the guy. As anyone who listens to this podcast knows, I don't like the guy at all. But I can see why people like him. You know, he's an asshole. He insults some people, but at the same time, he comes across as a guy just, I don't give a shit. You know, he's that guy at the bar just, all right, fine, drinks for everyone. I, <laughs> I don't fucking care. You're an idiot, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, a lot of people like that. And Bloomberg just doesn't have that personality. He just doesn't. But I think the next debate will be very telling for him. Because he had a few good one-liners. He did. He had a few good one-liners. What a country! <laughs> The best-known socialist has a, is a millionaire and has three houses. What did I miss? What did I miss? The people in the crowd did not like him because I thought he had some good one-liners and they were met with, eh. But you know what? The other side, and I, and I heard people say this, saw people say this on Twitter, and I heard this on a few podcasts. You know, if he's going to take all this shit from people, he's got to fight back against these people. And it was just Bernie, really. You know, and I don't know if you want to go all full Trump because then you're going into a different category because, you know, the Democratic Party looks at themselves as a little higher than the Republican Party. So you, you want to go there and say, ha, you, you're going to get mad at my, 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 non-disclosure, my non-disclosure agreements? What about you? You masqueraded as a Native American for five for your whole life, huh? What do you have to say about that? Okay, enough of the Bloomberg. It, it was funny at first, the impersonation, but I, I understand. It's, it's, it's piercing to the ears. Um, but I, I don't know if you want to go full Pocahontas. But I mean, maybe make subtle remarks there. Use a little wit. Show you have some personality. Because if he does what he did, you know, on on Wednesday night, I, I don't know. I don't care how much money you have. You can throw all that shit there and it does not matter. It does not matter at all. So he's, he's, I, 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 I don't even like Mike Bloomberg. I, again, I think he's a, he's, he's a nasty, he's a nasty woman. He's, he's just, you know, he, he doesn't do anything to improve my life. We'll put it that way. 
But I'll tell you, he, I don't see anyone else even coming close to Trump. You want to make, you want to nominate Bernie? Go for it. He will lose. I don't care what polls say. I don't care what AOC says. I don't care what any of these people say. They don't know what they're talking about. I think he has a very dedicated, outrageously dedicated fan base, but it is not, it is, it is not as big as they think it is. I don't care what polls say. We know what polls say. Remember, Hillary was going to mop the floor with Trump. So don't give me that shit. Seriously, that that's the way I look at it. Buttigieg is just fighting people. I kind of like that. And he's just trying to fight Amy Klobuchar, which is great. Klobuchar, I, I don't know what she stands for. She seems she seems all right. Like, I don't hate her. I saw Mayor Pete, actually. I was driving home from work, and he was speaking in a uh, – he was speaking at uh, some park in Sacramento last week. And uh, yeah, there's a decent amount of people, but, I mean, you know, it's a park in Sacramento. It's not exactly uh, a small park in Sacramento. It's not a, not exactly Central Park in terms of size and whatnot, but there, there's a decent amount of people. I don't know what to think of him either. He, he's he's a strange guy, and it's he gets criticized. He gets criticized for not being gay enough. It just, oh, Cory Booker's dating Rosario Dawson. She's gay. Uh, she just came out as gay, but he's dating her. Which uh, that's I mean I don't I don't even know what to say about that. What 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 can you say about that situation? But uh, we got another debate next week. I uh, again I, I don't see Trump Trump losing this. This is. Just let he, he. I don't even know why he comments on this stuff. And I heard it. I think it was on Jerry Callahan's podcast, or maybe it was on, on someone's. I forget. Where they said, you know what he should do for his next rally? Just have a big like jumbotron of the Democratic debate going on in the background while he just like mocks it. I don't know if he's as quick on his feet like that for for an hour and a half. I mean, we've hey, we've seen in the debates, and he wasn't always as quick. You know, that's the thing though with Trump too. Like some of these people, are like oh, look how terrible that, he isn't, that, that Bloomberg was in the debates. I mean, it goes to show you, it's not all about whether you win or not. It's about your personality and how you can get the crowd. Trump lost every debate he was in with Hillary. Now, I mean, there was one where it was like fifty fifty, I'd say. But I mean, in reality, he he lost every single one, and he won. It didn't matter. People either like you, you don't. Most people are too stupid to understand any issues, and the issues that people, they lie about anyway, so who cares? <sighs> so, that's my political soapbox for the day. Um, uh, I think we'll move on, because I don't think anyone really wants to hear more. Especially seeing, you know, I'm pretty, you know, not, not, not that informed about any of this stuff, really, either, too, if, if you haven't noticed. Um, yeah, so, you know, then, then sort of stuff happens, yeah. With my mama and my papa, and yeah, yeah, and we learn, you know, we, we, we've pulled ourselves up by the bootstraps. Will you shut up? I find that so patronizing. My mom and my pop. I know, I know I'm a broken record, but it's like, would you stop it with that shit? That appeals to simple people and, and five-year-olds. My mom and pop, I use that language too. I'm a pretty arrogant jerk, huh? <laughs> These simpletons. <laughs> um, let's talk about, uh, you know, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention too. <laughs> this is about a week ago though. But, I mean, Kirk Douglas fi- finally left us. Uh, you know, not that I had a, you know, death pool going on. I'm not some sort of sick monster. Although if anyone has an opening for a death pool, I'm very interested. Um, because I have seen from uh, others, uh, they look like a lot of fun. We'll put it that way. A lot, a lot of fun. Uh, Kirk Douglas on his deathbed, you know, family, surrounded by family. This man lived on this planet for 103 years. He was one of these guys that, you know, he he slept with all the starlets. I don't know, Ava Gardner, Marilyn Monroe. I, I'm just making that up. I'm just assuming but I know that, you know, he's on all these these epic movies that, you know, I don't know, old people tell me are really good. And, you know, he, he's there thinking about life 
and how it's going to, you know, what, what he did right and what he did wrong and what's, what's the next chapter and what does he, what does he have to say? What does he have to articulate? You know, I, I presume his, his son says, dad, you were always my Spartacus. And he looked at him and just said, Mike can de- get it done. He had supposedly, boy, that, that was a terrible delivery. That could have been so much better, huh? You know, hi, I'm Mike Bloomberg. What an odd accent too. Oh, there's another, there's another element to, to, to this. And it'll be interesting going forward. Cause I think when it's all said and done, there'll be two people left standing and that's Bernie Sanders and Mike Bloomberg. I really believe that I do two Jewish people. So you're going to have Donald Trump go against two. Well, he's not going to be going against both of them, but I mean, as it gets closer, you're going to, cause either, I don't think Mike, if, if Bloomberg's there, he's not backing out. I don't even care if he, he probably doesn't even care about the democratic convention. He's going to keep going. Um, but I don't think Donald Trump's an anti-Semite whatsoever, but he certainly attracts people that are. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Again, no, nothing matters anymore <laughs> with Trump. So it's just going to be like, okay, that's nice. I don't think I'm going to do hamster style anymore. Okay. That's nice. Just, just an interesting element. But yeah, supposedly according to Michael Douglas that on his deathbed, Kirk Douglas endorsed and made it, made it, made it known that he wanted Mike Bloomberg to be president. That is the, I mean, I'll tell you. That is a sad period to the end of a sentence, that so-called life, uh, or I would be more so the latter, and I don't believe it, but just just an odd, I'm trying to get that visual. Again, everyone on their knees, I'm assuming, around the bed. He's old, he's fresh, 103 years old, he's supposed to be old and frail, and uh, he just says, Bloomberg. <laughs> Woo! So, uh, as we... Uh, Move on with the seasons as we get into March, which uh, is next week. No, no, it's not next week, Brian. Uh, get your calendar straight, huh? <laughs> Caesar would be upset. Soon, soon, soon is March and uh, spring training has started. And guess what? Half the Yankee team is already injured. How about that? Huh? How about that? Severino, you already get the warning signs. No one wants to say anything, which is not good, which is not good at all. Boone wouldn't even say he'd be ready for opening day. There's a lot of question marks and we're getting to the point. And I don't want to be premature with this because I hate to be premature. But listen. I'm starting to think that Luis Severino might be uh, damaged goods uh, for a uh, long time. And honestly, I, 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 this was a total shit-stirring move. But I said something on Twitter along the lines of, listen, if Aaron, Aaron Judge once again misses a ton of games and hits under 30 home runs, are we saying he's overrated? And I probably, you know, for the attention he gets, and I probably overrated probably isn't the right word because when he does play, he is good. I mean, he's, he's, he's still got OPS, you know, 900 something, whatever. I mean, he's still good. But granted, he is probably one of the top two or three faces in baseball. So, you know, under 30 home runs, that's not, I don't want to, you know, what do you, and I heard, saw so many people come to his aid and, and I get it. And they say, oh, but, but you know, he's, he, it's not his fault. He's injured. Well, you know, that, that, that doesn't help when, uh, you know, he's not in the game. You know, are we supposed to say the same thing about Jacoby Ellsbury? Oh, but, you know, he could have been so good if he wasn't injured. Did Jacoby Ellsbury ever put up those numbers? Okay, he didn't. Fine. Maybe not the best example. But at the same time, you can't use injuries in one way and not use them another. I'm a little concerned about Aaron Judge because he's got some sort of shoulder thing, whatever. Again, these guys, maybe it's just the, you know... Just a tiny bit of rust coming in, coming in. You know, they haven't played in a while. They gotta, they gotta get all those hip flexors and bursa sacks and all those things moving around, right? I, I guess. I don't even know what a bursa sack is. I just remember that Peyton Manning had an inflamed bursa sack once, and, that, and that's it. 
It's just such an, it sounds like something spiders live in, like a bursa sack. But it, 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 I think Severino is definitely the more uh, concerning one. That is, maybe the Yankees made a good move to sign in him. You know, $10 million a year to the Yankees is nothing. Instead of having to, uh, you know, make a decision on a big, big contract with him. Because I'll tell you, this is not good. This is not good. So the Yankees are going to go into the season with, and who knows, Domingo Herman, I guess they're keeping, right? But he's going to be suspended for, what, a month, two months, three? No, three months, I think it is. Something like that. He's got the, he got the longest DV sentence uh, we've, we've, we've ever heard, suspension we've ever heard. Um, still don't know any details about it and, uh, it'll probably come out at some point. It'll, you know, when it'll come out, it'll come out. Like if he comes back from the suspension blazing out of the gate and he's like 15 and oh, then we'll find out. Cause we like to rip people down when they're up. And then we'd like to see if they can rise back up to that level. That's what we do as humans. We like to see people fail, but on our terms. Um, but the Yankees are going to go into the season with their top three, maybe not their top three, but you're going to see Paxton cause Cole's going to be there. He can't pitch every game though. And you're seeing that Paxton, Herman, and Severino possibly not there for an extended amount of time. And Paxton, you know, I hate to play both sides of this bullshit, but, you know, I can't stand when these guys do this. You know, he said he was hurting in the playoffs last year. And we wait until the end, right before spring training, to then get the surgery. Now, I understand surgery is the last resort. No one wants to be cut open with a knife. I, I, I guarantee that, and I will stand by that, and I understand where people are coming from. But, like, can we, like, do a little maintenance on the way there, like... I, did they? Did he just show up and be like, yeah, not good? And they're like, all right, slice him up. I mean, uh, I, I don't understand. Maybe it was just really like false hope they were just waiting for. But So they're going to start with Cole, with Hap, uh, Tanaka. I don't know. If, is Montgomery ready? Will he be ready in five years? Um, they're going to have to bring up somebody. Johnny Lasagna. Huh? How about this guy? Huh? Uh, <laughs> it's not even funny. I think I'm the only person that finds that funny. I think the great Simon Yonkers had a video like four years ago on Twitter and just <laughs> in the dark in his car. And he's just like, so uh, how about this Johnny Lasagna guy? Like after his first start when everyone thought it was really funny to call him Johnny Lasagna. And I still say it. So, uh, And that's Loisaga, by the way, for people that are saying, who is this person? Uh, but yeah. I don't know. It's 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 very early. We know spring training is a long time. Maybe everyone recovers. Maybe Judge will be slamming balls out of Grand Slammers uh, out of the park, and and, and Severino will, will all of a sudden turn into lights out, and uh, you know <laughs> Paxton will recover. Herman will appear. And, you, know, you know, hopefully the stars align. We'll put it that way. You know, I, sp- I mentioned Garrett Cole. And it's funny as we're going through this. I feel like Mike Francesa listens to the podcast. I said this right when the the Astros cheating scandal came out. Where's Garrett Cole stand on this? Former member of the Houston Astros. And I got shit from people. Oh, no, no, Brian. This was before the whole buzzer uh, controversy came. No, no, he was on the team in 2017. He wasn't on the team in 2017. He didn't know anything about this. Then the buzzer stuff came out, and you have a lot of Yankee fans. Not all. A lot of Yankee fans saying the cheating never stopped. Everyone's complicit. Justin Verlander's just as guilty as all these other people. He didn't do anything. But Garrett Cole's fine. Oh, but he wasn't there in 2017. Yes, but the buzzers. Remember? They all knew. Remember? Ah. Yeah. When you say things like that on Twitter to Yankee to the Yankee fans, they don't get a lot of reaction. People don't want to touch that one because they know that they, – they see the hypocrisy. They, they do. Uh, same thing when I put out like a tweet like shitting on both Republicans and Democrats. Those are not popular tweets. Don't get a lot of reaction. People like their person. They like their guy or gal. They like they like that, and they don't want, they don't want to admit that there there's may you know maybe poo poo. 
So, but the Houston Astros, uh, can you, can you screw up something more? Can, can you possibly screw? I mean, I'm sure the Mets probably could. Hey-o! Remember when they were supposed to get that owner that was going to change their whole culture and then he backed out because the Wilpons are just greedy pigs or Wilpon, uh, the younger one. I always, I always get them confused. It's Fred, right? He's the younger one. Um, he wanted more control of the team. So Steve Cohen said, see ya. I'm not interested. But uh, the Houston Astros, can you can you screw up a, a, a situation more than they have? Because this has been an abominable situation. Absolutely disgusting. It actually seems to be quieting down now because their people are doing what they should have done from the first place. Stop saying stupid things. Stop it. Eating kids lunch? Stop it. I mean, you got the... You got the... the, the I... You know, when Bregman first came out, he was the first, like, Astro person to comment. Astro person. Astro's player to comment. And he just basically just kept repeating the commissioner made a report, you know, and this there are results, and we stand by those results. You know, we have to deal with that. And, you know, everyone was just like, oh, it's so pathetic. What a loser. What kind of talk is that? You know, uh, be a man. In retrospect, it's always 2020, man. Uh, they should have been doing that from the beginning. They should not be answering any questions. You know, Altuve saying stuff. And, and Correa, who originally seemed like the, the the best one, everyone liked him because he said, we change games, we, 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 we altered things, we change careers, yada, yada. And now he's saying Altuve didn't cheat. It's just like, Correa, shut up, dude. And then he's saying that they didn't actually do it in the playoffs, but then the commissioner said they did. And then he's telling Cody Bellinger to go fuck off. Like, literally, he's saying that. I... I'm shocked by the gravity, the the popularity of players that are speaking out about this. This is something that you don't see. This is something you did not see in the steroid era. You know, mostly it was just steroids are bad for the game. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what it is. Because when you look at the Astros, it's as if you took all of the steroid users and put them on one team and they deliberately manipulated the game. I mean, it's even worse than a team, a full team, possibly the Yankees in their heyday, full of steroid users. You know, it's worse than that because they actually, you know, manipulated the game. The other guys, well, you know, they, they improved on their bodies. They put things that, that were illegal. These guys manipulated the whole thing for the whole team. And, you know, you hear, I read today that Jim Crane, the owner, who was another oblivious fool, saying it didn't have anything to do with the outcome of games. And then he denied saying that 25 seconds later. Um, you know, he, he said, I guess he was told. Before all this came out, I said, listen, you got to get a PR team together. You got to get your players together. You guys got to get your stories together. You can come out with a statement, kind of like what I'm suggesting. Again, in hindsight, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I still will. You got to get this stuff together because it's coming. It's coming. He said, eh, it'll blow over by spring training. And you know what? I probably would have disagreed with him at the moment, but at the same time, I can't be mad at his opinion because you know what? Look at the world we live in. Everything blows over in three days. I mean, unless you're like Harvey Weinstein or something like Trump did. And most of the stuff Trump does, it blows over too. But like, you know, some major Trump scandal or Harvey Weinstein or, or the coronavirus, which I think most people, even though it is a, still a very major story, um, you know, it, it, most people I think have checked out on it. And I don't think it's, it's not the coronavirus anymore. It's the COVID-19. I bought masks just in case. I don't think they're very good masks, which kind of defeats the purpose. But I bought masks just in case, you know, an epidemic breaks out and, uh, you know, everyone's, you know, just like the movies going into stores and oh, wear the mask, wear the mask, there are no masks. What do you mean there's no mask? And screaming and yelling, just pandemonium. I bought some, but again, what's it actually going to do if they're not good? And there's a very limited amount of them too. So it's just prolonging death. Yeah. Prolonging death. That's how it'll go. 
Yeah, real quick on, uh, you know, can you believe I'm deviating away from the, from the point I'm talking about here on, uh, the Red Ticket Blues podcast? You know, the, the coronavirus has been kept inside of China and other, you know, developed countries. It's been, it's been really quarantined and locked down. It is a little scary to think, okay, well, let's say somebody here gets into an underdeveloped country or a country and or a country that does not have a strong government and does not have a set of health regulations set up to stop this stuff. It is about, it, it is a little scary. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. It is weird that people are just dying and, and the scariest part too, and I hear Jim Cramer, stock guy, talk about this all the time. You know, who can believe anything China says? They manipulate their stock market. They, they manipulate the news that come out of there. Why would they be truthful about what, how many people are dying inside their country? Like, how would that behoove them to keep it low? I mean, excuse me, to keep it high. They're going to try to keep it low. It's just, it's just I, don't, I don't know. I'm not trying to say we should all go crazy. Like I, I talked about last podcast, you know, should we be taking this seriously? I, I don't know. I feel like for most people, it's just out of sight, out of mind. But anyways, back to, back to Jim Crane for a second. It's just... We forget about things. So I, I understand why his philosophy would be that. But the Astros, they have a – they got a problem, man. They got a real problem. And I say this. I also said, remember, that the NBA had a real problem um, when uh, with the Hong Kong stuff. That has not been one issue at all, I believe. So sometimes you're wrong, Brian. I mean, I predicted there were going to be protests. Maybe the coronavirus slowed that down. I don't know why it would. We're in the United States and they're not being affected by it. Um, and in China, they're being affected by it. But – I don't know. I see this. This one. This one's not as complicated, not as political. It's 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 cheating. Um, and also, oh yes, breaking news to uh, all the people on the uh, podcast, not on the podcast, listening. The Astros play their first road game. Where do they play it? Well, they're going to play it somewhere. They're going to play it somewhere in their division, in the city of Oakland, California, on a Monday night. And guess who has tickets? Three rows behind the Astros dugout. This guy. That's right. Bought two tickets. We'll see what happens. Uh, may, <laughs> this might be a bit pathetic. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to have find anyone that want drag anyone to come to Oakland on a Monday night in April to watch a meaningless baseball game. Um, it's not even opening day for the, the A's or anything. Uh, I don't know if my wife's going to go. Again, I, I can think of a few people that may want to go if it were like a Friday or Saturday. Um, but I don't think anyone's going to want to get out of work and get out of work early, drive to Oakland in traffic, sit there, then have to drive home. Um, and I don't know if uh, the wife's going to want to go. So I might be. Now, granted, I'm not going to be crazy. I might be by myself at this game. <laughs> I might be by myself. No, I'm going to throw in some heckles. No, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be like crazy. And drunk and passionate and recording it and putting it on the internet. Well, the latter might happen. But, I mean, I'm not going to be outrageous. I'm not going to be like that outrageous. I'm trying to think. Who's someone that's outrageous at a baseball game that, like, you almost feel bad for? Uh, well, there's a lot of people actually feel bad for at a baseball game. You look, hey, even the guys maybe sitting by themselves yelling at people behind. Sitting by themselves yelling at people behind a dugout. Maybe feel sorry for them. Uh, okay. How about the guy that, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you stand up for the national anthem. And... Obviously, take your hat off. But some people don't. And it's not like some sort of, you know, communist thing. Um, but it's just, you know, they don't. But then there's like that one guy who's like unshaven, looks like shit, just has, has, he could tell a few tales about his life and he's so angry. 
that you are not taking that hat off to the point. I've seen them at Yankee Stadium a million times where they get angry. Who knows if they're a vet or not? But even even the even the people that aren't vets have that that valor where they think they're a vet because they saw Rambo a bunch of times. And just like, take that take that hat off. Show some respect. I'm not going to be as angry as that guy. We all know that guy too. He eats beans out of a can. With the spoon, not even putting it in the bowl. He eats it out of the can. That's my, have you ever noticed any longtime listeners? That's my definition of like a, a scumbag, like eating it out of the can, just eating. Would you put it in a bowl for Christ's sake? I love bum beans myself. That's what I call them. Bum beans. But I mean, just, just put it in a bowl. Be better than that. Do not eat out of an aluminum can. Is that aluminum or steel? That's a steel can. Don't eat out of a steel can. Come on. But that's that guy. And I won't be him. You know, I might, might, you know, say things like, ah, tough to hit it, Altuve, when you when you don't know what pitch is coming, huh? Well, that, that's pretty original, huh? Or, zap! Ooh, ooh! Craig, uh, you, you okay? Oh, look, here, here's, here's, uh, here's Reverend Verlander. A- any words of wisdom today, your highness? You know, something like that. And I'll try to record it, and I'll put it on Twitter for likes and retweets, and, you know, then people will say, are you really sitting at a game by yourself? Or yes, I am. <laughs> But, uh, you know, and I see lots of people on Twitter say, too, why do we continue talking about the Astros? Like, there's not enough of this. Like, stop it. This is boring. And I understand where you're coming from, but people continue to say stupid shit. Now, it seems to be, it seems to have died down the last few days, but people were just continue to say dumb. And even the commissioner calling the, calling, <laughs> calling the, the World Series trophy a piece of metal that is aptly named the commissioner's trophy. Dude, it is a piece of metal. I'm a citizen of this country. All right, goddamn, I'm not some permanent res. No, I'm a person that lives in this country. And, you know, I, I what's the point I'm trying to make here? I'm not affiliated with Major League Baseball. And I will admit, is a piece of metal. You are the commissioner. You cannot minimize the trophy of the sport you are the commissioner of. You cannot do that. And, and by the way, just as I was like kind of correcting myself, I also want to say something... <laughs> That I said last podcast that I do want to correct myself. I was talking about Kobe Bryant and I said that, you know, how he changed and how he committed sexual assault or he was accused of sexual assault and then he became likable. I did not mean he was likable because he was accused of committing sexual assault. I mean, his personality changed after that. I did not see the headline on ESPN.com, Kobe Bryant arrested for sexual assault and go, all right, there we go. God damn it. Welcome to the club. You know, so I just want to clarify that. That is not what I meant by that. And I hope everyone understands that. Okay. Just, I did not want to come across like, yeah, God damn it. R- really impressed with the w- way Kobe's doing things. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, there's also the rule change coming up with the MLB uh, this year, which I, you know what? I, I'm kind of interested to see this with the, with the three pitcher thing. Um, it's not three pitcher. A pitcher has to pitch to three batters. Now there are, and it's an attempt to speed up the game. Obviously, there's so many other ways, but baseball has to make money and tell us how much money they're bringing in every year. Yet the, it's it, baseball is such a it's such a quandary. It really is. It's really muck and mire. Yeah, it's a real, real quandary. He's a bounder. Um, it's a real quandary because, um, if you didn't realize, those are all Seinfeld quotes. Uh, but it is a. Uh, it's very peculiar in a sense that they continue to just print money, yet the ratings for every team, every team go down every year. Little kids don't care about baseball. I feel like my generation is like 30s, maybe lower 30s, I don't know. We're the last generation that cares about baseball. But I mean, this is what Manfred's trying to do. He's trying to change it in a sense, to speed it up. Uh, 
And, you know, I, I, I won't lie. I, the, the whole picture changing every two seconds, it is annoying. You know, it, it starts to become it, – it's not to the point of, like, the last two minutes of a basketball game where we're following everyone. But, it, you know, it, it does get a bit much. I mean, you're making five pitching changes in one inning. I mean, it's just like, oh, God. How many times do I have to see this commercial? How many times do I have to hear John and Susan say, this is brought to you by uh, people at Indian Point? You know, I mean, I, I, this bullpen change is brought to you by Lowe's. Maybe maybe it will be good. But then they also have this new change that, that, that they're floating around. The idea of adding – I don't have it in front of me, so I'm going to totally screw this up. I'm going to muck this up. Um all about uh, you know more teams in the playoffs and and then the the best team gets to choose who they're going to play and then the worst teams don't get home games. It's a big carnival like. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I don't like the idea. I don't like the idea of turning baseball into some sort of reality show in the sense like, are they really going to be like? Is it going to be like teams watching to see if they made the, the you know March Madness like sitting there? Are they all going to be like, well, what we've decided, uh, you know, Ken Rosenthal, is that we will be playing the Cleveland Indians. Yeah! Just I don't know. Does that really bring that much theater to? Does anyone really care? In this world, like, is that really going to make ratings any better? Everyone just be on their phone, be like, okay, cool, wow, seventeen beat writers in a row just tweeted out the same thing. I didn't need to go into ESPN.com or MLB Network to watch it. I just don't find any of that interesting. Plus, I don't get MLB Network because, listen, I'm a cord cutter, all right, except for you know my father's, you know, and uh, illegal sites, but uh, saw some good movies recently. Jojo Rabbit was decent. I think you should see that. It was Best Picture nominee. I don't, I don't think so. Still good. Uh, What's the one with Michael B. Jordan and uh, Jimmy Fox? That was good. Uh, something Mercy? Unjust Mercy? Just Mercy? Just Mercy, I think it was called. That was good. Michael Michael B. Jordan, I, I can't tell if he's a good actor or not. I mean, he has a presence for sure. But, I mean, Jimmy Fox was really good. Uh, let's see. What else? I saw 1917. I mean, good movie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I saw these people make it seem as if it were, like, life-changing. It was, it was, it was good. You know, whatever. Still want to see... Uh, Parasite. I want to see if it's a good movie or if it's one of those like feel good Oscar moments where they're all just like, yeah, we, we did something that was not English. Boy, how, how diverse are we, huh? We're really cultured. I don't know. Uh, oh, Brett Gardner is a stalker too. How, how random is that? Brett Gardner. So if you, if you didn't hear about this, have you heard about this, Paul? Hey, Schaefer, have you heard about this? Um, so with Paul, Paul Schaefer, uh, Brett Gardner is a stalker. Uh, I don't really understand where this woman's coming from. Just, I guess stalkers are just, they're, they're not, uh, you know, they're not rational people. So I should probably start that off, but just like, you're not going to be a stalker like Mike Trout or like Aaron judge or, you know, some sort of handsome, I mean, just Brett Gardner with his cone head sized head and weird stout body and odd, you know, his idiosyncrasies, like hitting things with bats. I, I don't know. I mean, she thinks she's married to him. I do find it a bit strange that people are engaging with this person on Twitter as if they're like a rash. Like, I, I don't, the idea of like having a, like joking around with like a mental patient is, I don't know. I think maybe because it's Twitter and you don't actually see the person or talk to the person that it's actually okay in your mind. Don't engage this person. Don't say, we love you. You're great. No, no, just don't give this person any attention. I mean, she sounds like a crazy human being. She's stalking Brett Gardner, first of all. Uh, and it's Brett Gardner, by the way. But second, you know, she's actually, like, going to places, like, trying to get into the clubhouse and things like that. And, you know, I joke around this podcast not a lot. And maybe some dark humor sometimes. But, you know, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Don't do that. Don't. 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 Don't do that. Don't. 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 Don't do that. Yeah. Well, this could be a song. 
That's about it. Is there anything else? I get Aubrey Huff too. That oh, actually, you know what? Let me let me go back real quick here. We're, we're approaching forty minutes here. So you know, David Ortiz talked about uh, the the, st- the not the steroids. <laughs> Boy, he'd love to talk about steroids. He's guy's an expert on it. Although he did have one press conference after one, you know, after a positive test, and then we all forgot about it. Well, the media forgot, but the fans didn't. Um, but he's a lot of fun, huh? That A Rod too. He's a lot of fun. Oh, there's a rumor that I'm so far off of like my main point. Um, Alex Rodriguez is supposed to buy the Mets. That, that'd be interesting. Or be an owner, part owner of the Mets. That'd be interesting. I mean, that's what you want. One of the most prolific cheaters in MLB history to, uh, you know, to, to be the, the governing voice over other people. People are like, oh yeah, not, not, uh, yeah, really the most prolific one. More than Bonds, more than, we, there, there's no number to that. There's no number. But how many times did those guys test positive? Alex Rodriguez, several times. Several. Multiple. Him and Manny Ramirez, are those the only two that have tested positive for steroids twice? Well, they're definitely the biggest names. I think Manny might even got three times. But yeah, there's that. And then there's a Sunday Night Baseball this year. They got rid of Jess Mendoza because she said, uh, you know, all those things about Mike Fires that he shouldn't have been snitching and all that. Just like Mendoza trying to flex the muscles and now you don't have a job. So that's going to be more time of A-Rod and awkward conversations with Matt Vaskirgin, who has Mr. Baseball voice and A-Rod just looking at his cue cards, saying all the stats that he came up that really sound good. And then, you know, he's, he's going to do, I think with Mendoza gone, I think he's going to morph into that Kirk Schilling role where he's going to be holding the baseball a lot. Now I know he does that before. I think he's going to be holding the baseball a lot, holding a bat, showing people what the equipment is that the people use on the field. There's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of props. It's going to be like Gallagher. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll even get the syringes out. He's like, see, if you look here, this is the cream. This is the clear. These are the gummies. And let's bring in Yuri Sukon. Hey, hey, come on in, cuz. Primo, there you are. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, but Ortiz was talking about the Astros. And, you know, he was calling fires a snitch for saying that stuff. And I saw the headline. And it was kind of, you know, for as much as I dislike David Ortiz, and I think he's a huge phony, um, and everyone just worships the guy. I think it was a deceiving headline in the sense that he called fires a snitch. And you called him a snitch in the sense that you said this stuff after you won a World Series. You said this stuff after you were off the team and you, you know, that you, so you took in all the glory and then wanted to bring people down. And you know what? There is, there is a lot of truth to that. You know, a lot of those guys on that team, they could have gone and did things and that, that they probably would have been accused of being a snitch too. And they would have had to trade the guy. I mean, you couldn't have that guy. They'd have to find some deal for him and get him out of there. Also, by the way, Mike Fires pitcher for the A's. So that should be interesting if he's pitching that game that I go to, um, but sit this one out, Ortiz. Just, just take a seat, bro. Pick, pick your spots. Pick, pick, pick your spots on when you want to talk, because no one really needs integrity, uh, you know, gospels from the great David Ortiz, who is a steroid cheat. No, no, no. Poppy's not a steroid. Yes, you are. I'm sorry. It happened, my friend. Mi amigo, it happened. And uh, you can deny it all you want, and you can have people write these glowing articles for you, and 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 whatever. Well, that's another thing. Jeez, I'm, I'm running out of all these things just coming to me. How, how about the Boston Red Sox for a second here? Let's talk about the, the the travesty of this team. So Alex Cora, you know, the architect of all of it. it some people say it was, you know, Carlos Beltran supposedly. That's the Astros just trying to bring it all down. Listen, he was probably involved, but I mean, they're trying to blame it all on him as if he was some sort of. Gestapo beating people up, forcing them to cheat. They, they said that the managers, they were powerless. I mean, give me a break. But the Red Sox, chorus fired. They want to bring payroll down and raise ticket prices. They have a, let's see, they have um, they had a clubhouse guy who they did not properly vet 
extreme vetting. No, no, they were lacking extreme vetting there. A guy who had been convicted of raping children. He was one of the clubhouse people. And uh, now they trade Mookie Betts. They trade Mookie Betts and David Price. Mookie, David Price, I mean, still a great pitcher, whatever, but I mean, his personality, bleh. But Mookie Betts, one of the most popular players on the team, one of the best players in baseball, gone for basically nothing. And then they bring in this guy who's accused, listen, it's in a police report, says that he was holding a camera while two girls were beating the shit out of each other and he posted on the internet and it's possible he may have taped her getting sexually assaulted. Although he refuses to, you know, he, he says he's not involved with that, whatever, whatever, Verduga, Verduga, he's involved with that. And then... There's also the the idea of this. There's still an investigation on the Red Sox. Think about this. And they've kept this so close. I was going to say close and then close, close to the chest or close. There's still an investigation on the Red Sox. No one knows any details about what supposedly happened. But they, there's this investigation has been going on for how long? And the fact that there were new developments the other day, so it might take even longer. What the hell is going on? Like what happened on that team? Now, I know people are just like, yeah, we're waiting to hear the investigation. We haven't heard one thing about that. I am very intrigued to hear the results. What a dumpster fire the Red Sox are. And their ratings, just like all the other ones, just like the Yes Network too, Ness and Boyd, their ratings were down 20% last year. So that should be interesting. But uh, really quick, Aubrey Huff, he's not going to go to the San Francisco Giants, uh, you know, whatever, reunion of their, 10-year reunion of their World Series thing. Personally, who cares? Um... But the idea that just because he's a jackass on Twitter, this is a dangerous world I think we're living in. Uh, now, he says a lot of stupid things. Don't get me wrong. He's one of these people that I, I don't know why people pay attention to them. You just give them power when you get mad at them. People like him, him you know, Jamel Hill, Skip Bayless, all, all – I don't want to say AOC, but I mean she's just let, – let her – she could yell at a wall and, you know, whatever. She'll think she won. I don't know. What is, she said Bloomberg is only rich because he invested in the right stocks. It's like, how fucking stupid are you? But uh, I want to see what... It's a dangerous road we're going down with Aubrey Huff, honestly. And you empower him, too, by not inviting him, because that's all we're talking about. Because if he did invite him, no one would really care. <laughs> really. No one would... Re Maybe he get, gets booed by some of the liberals in San Francisco for some of the stuff he said. You know, a lot of pro-Trump stuff. A lot, I mean, some of the shit is bad that he says, a lot of, a lot of the stuff. But I mean... I mean, I guess you could say, well, you want to be included in everything. You got to play by the rules at the same time. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really like that, that because that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning of, of the way things are. And Kurt Schilling said some stupid things too. And, uh, you know, the way that he's not in the hall of fame, uh, for, for someone like myself that does not like him and he's not in the hall of fame is, uh, it's a travesty. Really it is. And I just don't like the way that things are progressing in that way. That people are censored for their views. I, I almost kind of want to go back to the days where no one cared about anyone's views. Well, Brian, you wouldn't have a podcast because that technology wouldn't exist. Well, so be it then. You know, I'll just have to bother people wherever I go about that. I don't know. So that's the podcast, though, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Remember, you can listen to the show. iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, if you haven't left a review on Apple, iTunes, uh, you like that? <laughs> Be sure to leave one. I really appreciate it. Or just the five stars. Take a second out of your day to just do that. I really do appreciate it. Um, again, I, listen, I've said this a thousand times. Not everyone is as quirky and witty as I am. So I understand sometimes your reviews are not going to be great. Just give the five stars if you're, if, you're, if you're a pansy. That's fine. You know, Only five stars, though. Only five stars after I insult you. 
Uh, follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. So what, what do we have to look forward to the next, next week before I talk to you again? Maybe I should do this more. A little more rev- preview of the week ahead. Not much going on in, uh, you know, it's baseball. Who cares right now? I mean, we're just basically see who's injured, who's not. We will have another debate under our belts. We'll have the Nevada primary. It's funny, like, I follow politics, but I couldn't tell you what any of, like, these these politicians stand for. Other than, like, maybe Bernie and Warren, just because they're extreme. But it'll be interesting to see what's going forward. I don't know. So the podcast is dying here. It's it's dying on a vine. And uh, I think this is a good time to end it. So with all that being said, everybody's got to live. And everybody's gonna die Everybody's gotta live I think you know the reason why Sometimes I go and get so good Then again it gets pretty rough But when I have you in my arms, baby you know I just can't, I just can't get enough uh, Oh yeah Everybody's gotta live Yes they do And everybody's gonna die Everybody try to have a, a good time I think you know the reason why I saw a blind man standing on the corner yesterday, baby he couldn't hardly tie his shoes But he had a harmonica and a guitar strapped around his neck And he sure could, sure could play the blues Oh yeah Everybody's gotta live And everybody's gonna die Everybody try to have a, a good time I think you know the reason why I feel like I've seen just about a million sunsets. She said, if you're with me, I'll never go away. That's when I stopped and I took another look at my baby. She said, if you're with me, I'll never go away. Because everybody's got to live. And everybody's going to die. Everybody's got to live. Before you know the reason why I had a dream of the night, baby I dreamt that I was all alone But when I woke up I took a look around myself And I was surrounded by 50 million strong Oh yeah Everybody's gotta live And everybody's gonna die Everybody's gotta live Before you know the reason why Everybody's gotta live And everybody's gonna die Everybody's gotta live You gotta live Before you know the reason Why